hello, this is Miss V, and you're listening to Teacher Rants, Episode 6, COVID-19. I was really trying to avoid doing this, because I'm sure we're all sick of hearing about COVID-19, but I had to do it, so buckle up. Now, I am going to try to share some positives about this pandemic at the end of this episode, but, you know, if you know me at all, you know that I gotta complain, I gotta get it out. So, we're gonna tackle the negative stuff first. And one of the most negative things that I personally have experienced in this pandemic, which I know in the grand scheme of things is really not a huge deal, but I've had people tell me that teachers have it the easiest right now, which is an absolute lie. That is completely untrue. We do not have it the easiest because really no one has it easy right now. There is no easiest in a pandemic. We are all struggling. We have all been affected in some way or another. And granted, you know, I'm not a nurse or a doctor. I'm not a healthcare worker, you know, facing the pandemic directly every day. Okay, so I definitely have it easier than some people, but I definitely would not say that teachers have it the easiest. And the person that I'm specifically thinking of when they said this, um, they were thinking along the lines of digital teaching. And they were thinking, you know, teachers have it the easiest because you can just upload lessons for the whole year and then unlock them as you get to them. You know? Which, I guess makes sense if you've been doing this for 20 years and you know what you're doing and you have a whole year's worth of lessons to upload that you know are going to be awesome maybe but even then that is not good teaching practices you have to tweak and adjust things for the students in front of you constantly I never make any specific plans more than like two weeks in advance because I know that by the time I get to that lesson that I planned two months ago it's not going to be relevant for the kids in front of me anymore I'm going to have to make adjustments anyway. So I always have like a big picture plan of where my class is going to go, what content I'm going to cover when, but I never, never write specific assignments until usually about the week before because I will know by then exactly what my students need and I can tailor it to their specific learning styles. So this idea that teachers can just mass upload content and assignments and then just click an unlock button as you get to that week that's stupid. There's no teacher doing that. I I can guarantee you no teacher was prepared for this and was able to upload the rest of the semester's worth of assignments at the very beginning of this pandemic. There's no way. No one has been able to do that. So this person who told me that teachers have it easiest clearly has no understanding of what it actually means to be a teacher and especially to be a good teacher because that thought is ridiculous. So that leads me into talking about digital teaching, because that has been a whole new adventure for so many people. I feel like I, individually, I was prepared for digital teaching for a couple different reasons, Um, mostly because, you know, I'm a millennial and I'm from a pretty privileged background, so I grew up with technology, and I'm very good at figuring out how to use things I've never used before. I don't usually need a whole lot of help figuring tech, figuring technology out. So 
when I started this school year back in August, I decided to switch to using Google Classroom exclusively and, you know, having all of my lessons and all of my classwork online. So my students were already used to every day for my class logging into Google Classroom to find their work. They were already used to having to type everything online. They were already used to using the website where all of our stories are. So they know how to access the texts that I assign. But teachers who weren't doing that, teachers who were still, you know, printing things out and giving out worksheets, they're having to make the switch to going digital. And their students are having to adjust to going digital when they weren't before. And that is so hard if you weren't already used to it, having to figure it out from home. And then the other reason I feel like I was more prepared for digital teaching was because I decided to start a master's program in instructional technology. So I started that this semester. It started January 2020. So right before all of this hit was when I started learning about digital teaching. And even though it's only been, you know, at this point, most of a semester, we have a couple weeks left, but, you know, it's been one semester I've already learned so much from these classes. They're constantly giving us, you know, these awesome digital tools that will help students learn in engaging and meaningful ways online, which is exactly what we need right now. So I was already learning about that stuff before we ever decided to switch to digital learning days. So I feel like, again, I was more prepared to make the switch than a lot of other teachers are. So you know, going back to what that other person said about teachers having it the easiest, I feel like I, as an individual, I probably do have it the easiest because I already know how to teach digitally. I've already been doing it and I've already been teaching myself more about it. Whereas your other teachers who are, you know, still giving out worksheets and their students are having to make the switch, not only are they still having to teach their students, but they're also having to teach themselves right now, which is so hard. This stuff is not easy to learn if it doesn't come naturally to you. If you didn't grow up with technology, if you didn't always have it around you, if you weren't always messing with it, trying to figure things out for yourself, this is so hard. It's so hard. So I'm definitely not jealous of other teachers right now. I am definitely, you know, I acknowledge my privilege. I'm sitting in a pretty good spot right now. But, you know, I talk to my coworkers every week and a lot of them are struggling. A lot of them have reached out to me and asked me questions about how I do things and about the digital tools specifically, what you can and can't do with them. And then we also have directions from the county that, you know, I feel like my county has been handling things pretty well. They've pretty much been giving us the freedom to do what's best for kids. Um, so I'm very fortunate to be in a county that trusts their teachers, but that is not the case across the nation. There are some counties who I've heard stories of teachers getting evaluated during these digital learning days where the principal or the admin will join in on their you know Zoom sessions with their kids and they will give the teacher an evaluation that counts toward their overall like end of year rating. That is nuts to me. You cannot be evaluating teachers right now. We are all struggling. You know, I'm struggling too, even though I admit I'm probably struggling less than most people. I'm still struggling too. So I can't even imagine the added stress of getting evaluated right now. That's insane. 
And that's not even getting into any of the accessibility issues that students are having right now. You know, I work at an alternative school, and I want to say the majority of my students, if not the majority, it is a significant portion, way higher than at a traditional school. Um, A lot of my students come from low-income households, and a lot of them don't have computers in the house. Some of them don't even have Wi-Fi. Okay, so I've had students, you know, even before any of this happened, I've had students come ask me how to finish their work from home, and I'll tell them, oh, it's easy, you just got to log into Google Classroom and do the work, thinking, you know, you just got to get on a computer, easy peasy, right? And then the kid will tell me, I don't have a computer at home, I only have my iPhone. And yes, it's possible to do stuff on Google Classroom on your phone, there is an app, and there's like... Google Docs, apps, and things like that. So it's possible, but it is not easy. It is not convenient to write an essay on your phone, okay? I don't know if any of you have tried it, but I don't recommend it. It's so difficult. And that's not even getting into any of the other assignments that take you to other websites. Like, all of the texts I assign my students to read come from a website called Common Lit. And so they log into that website using their school Google account, And then they, you know, read the story, there's some questions they got to answer, and then they submit it. And it's so convenient and easy to use on a computer. But honestly, I have no idea if it works on a phone. I don't know if you can even see the whole story on your phone. I don't know if the questions will work on your phone. So, you know, even the things that my students were used to doing in class, some of them can't do it at home. So right now, I don't know how the county is going to handle, you know, students who haven't turned in very much during these digital learning days. I've had maybe five, I think, students who have consistently turned in their work this whole past month that we've been doing digital learning days. And I've had maybe 10-ish more students turn in a few assignments here and there. But that's it. So that's maybe 15 out of my 50 students who have been attempting to do their work. And the rest of them, I don't know if it's that they don't have access. I don't know if it's that they think school's canceled and they don't have to do any work. I don't, I don't know because I'm trying to contact them. I'm sending out emails. I'm making phone calls. And a lot of the time I don't get any responses because that's just kind of the parents that I happen to be dealing with. You know, so I'm very appreciative of the students who email me with their questions, of the the parents who are nagging me. Like, please, more parents, come nag me. I want to hear from you because I want to know what's going on with your student. I mean, there's a few that, you know, never did any work in class, so I'm really not surprised they're not doing work at home either. But, you know, that's not the majority. So what is going on? Like, it's not like these parents don't know what's happening. There's no way they don't know that their student needs to get online to do their schoolwork. Like, it's been a month. There's no way that these parents and these kids are living under a rock and just have no clue that that's what they need to do. So there's something preventing them from doing it, and I don't know what it is. I've been doing everything I can think of to try to figure it out, to be available for help. And it just hasn't happened yet. I think I've offered like eight different kids to schedule like a Google Meet session or a Zoom session so that I can video chat with them and walk them through assignments so that they can actually like get it done and get it turned in. 
And then they tell me, no, I don't want to do that. I had one kid. I had one kid who every week when I posted something on Google Classroom, he would leave a comment on it, a private comment, that would tell me things like, bruh, stop posting work. And you're doing too much. Or um, the last one I got said something like, this is too much work. I'm not going to lie. I quit. I can't do this because I can't learn when it's not face to face. And so I replied and I was like, you definitely can do this if you need help with it. I'm so happy. So happy to video chat with you and walk you through it. I miss teaching. So I'm incredibly happy. I'm available anytime a kid wants to work on an assignment and needs help and they want to video chat with me. And this kid replied to my offer and said, nah, that's okay. I think I'm just going to stick with my music. And then has not turned anything in. Even the whole time he was leaving comments on everything, he has not turned in a single assignment. So that's another layer that I'm dealing with that you know, people at traditional schools probably aren't dealing with as much, is that my students were already unmotivated to do their schoolwork. They already didn't care about passing. And now they're stuck at home and they're, you know, no one's happy right now. No one's having a good time. So of course they're not going to prioritize their schoolwork if they already didn't care about it before any of this happened. So that's just another extra struggle on top of all this nonsense. So I just keep thinking back to that first person who said that teachers have it the easiest right now. And I get so angry because this is not easy. This is not easy. I miss being able to look them in the eyes and talk the nonsense out of them and get them to do their work. I cannot do that if they don't respond to my messages, if they don't take up my offer for a video chat session. I can't, I can't motivate them if they don't talk to me. But that's, that's what I've been dealing with. They don't, they don't talk to me. They don't do their work. They don't respond to any of my attempts to communicate. So what am I going to do? Just put in zeros and fail all of them? And right now, I don't know if the county is going to let the failing classes actually stick. They might. I have a feeling they're going to audit the kids who fail and probably not give them credit for the class, but also not penalize them for it because there is a significant amount of kids who honestly would be doing the work if they could, and they just can't. But I also have a significant amount of my kids who probably just don't want to do it. But that's a very unique situation. That's not across the board. That's just my little group of knuckleheads that I deal with. So (laughs) definitely don't apply that to teachers in general. That is just my students because I know them because I've been with them for all year. So, you know, don't go tell your other teacher friends like, oh, your kids are just lazy. No, my kids might just be lazy. I don't even know for sure. (laughs) So anyway, I feel like I've gotten all the negative stuff out of the way. It's time to talk about some good things. So this past week, I gave my students an assignment. Um, I think I'm funny, so I called it In Our Feelings. Um, but I was trying to get my kids to practice their writing skills and I didn't really care what they wrote about because a lot of my students, even though they're in high school, they're not writing at the high school level. They still struggle with spelling words correctly and writing in complete sentences and using punctuation. And so I wanted to give them a chance to practice just the very basic writing skills that they're lacking. 
and it didn't really matter what the content of their writing was. So I figured this would be a good like therapeutic opportunity to talk about whatever they're thinking and feeling. You know, I figured that would be a, a more likely way to get them invested in the assignment. They're more willing to do the work if they're talking about themselves. So um, this assignment was for them to write three paragraphs about you know, what they've been feeling and observing since this whole pandemic started. You know, because I was thinking of it more like, you know, you just got to get your feelings out. You got to get it out, you know, and I want to see your writing. So I've had more students turn in that assignment than any other assignment. And some of the responses I've gotten, y'all, it is an emotional roller coaster. Okay. Some of my students they're pretty much just chilling at home. They're, you know, they're bored. They want to be able to leave the house and go see their friends and go out to eat and stuff. And they're sad that they can't do all of that. But, you know, for the most part, some of them are doing pretty okay. I had one kid tell me, um, you know, this pandemic has given him the opportunity to work on his weight loss journey because he was he was a little overweight. I wouldn't call him like fat, but he was a little overweight last time I saw him. And he told me that he's lost 60 pounds since he started trying to lose weight, which I think was since before the pandemic started. So it's been more than a month that he's lost 60 pounds, but still he's making significant progress on his goals. And so in the feedback on that assignment, I, I was told him I was proud of him. I was like, way to go. Like you're working on your goals. You're working on improving yourself. You know, you're not just sitting around the house playing video games, doing nothing like I am. <laughs> so you know, that's really awesome that I have students who are setting goals for themselves and are still trying to achieve things even when they're stuck at home. And then, you know, I also get some pretty negative responses too. I have kids worried about their families. I have kids who, you know, they have sisters or even grandparents who are healthcare workers and who are facing this virus dead on every single day. And they're so worried about their families and they're worried about the future. I have you know, I teach 11th graders and a lot of them are worried about what next school year is going to look like. They're worried that their senior year is going to be like this, stuck at home doing nothing. Or, I mean, none of us know what to expect for next school year. So it's going to be an adventure for all of us, for sure. But pretty much I just try to, you know, give my students some positive feedback. I'll tell them, you know, I'm really grateful for people like your family member who is a healthcare worker, or, you know, I'm proud of you for doing this assignment. You did this assignment really well. Or, you know, I try to give them something positive, you know, instead of just critiquing like, hey, you spelled this word wrong. Hey, this isn't a complete sentence, things like that. So, I mean, I do a little bit of that too, because I got to teach them how to write. But I also try to give them a lot of positive feedback too. So it's been really nice getting this assignment specifically because I feel like I'm talking to my kids again. Like a lot of them write the way they speak. They haven't really figured out the whole academic vernacular thing and code switching into a more academic style of language when you're writing um, compared to when you speak. So most of them, whatever is in their brain, it just ends up on the page and Honestly, that has been a blessing grading this assignment because, again, I feel like I'm there with them. I feel like they're just talking to me and I miss them so much. As much as I love to complain about my knucklehead students and the dumb choices they make, I love them 
And I miss them every single day. I miss laughing with them. I miss dealing with the ridiculousness that happens on a day-to-day basis. I miss students coming and telling me about their drama. I never thought I would miss high school drama, but here I am missing them telling me about all their problems. So my plan for the rest of this pandemic, however long it lasts, is pretty much the same as my plan for the past month. Um, you know, be there for my students, help them out as much as I can, be supportive of my coworkers, and share the resources that I learn about in my college classes. And, you know, I think most importantly, try to stay positive because there is a lot of negative things we could be focusing on right now, but I feel like it's more productive to think about the positive and to think about things you can control, what you can change. Um, You know, because none of us have any control over when this virus is going to go away, when this pandemic is going to end. You know, we don't have any control over that. We can only do what we can to protect ourselves and our families and to work on what we can from home. So that's what I've been focusing on. I'm trying not to think about, you know, the virus very much as a whole because I get overwhelmed and depressed and really stressed out. And that's not helpful to anyone. If I'm just sitting in my house by myself wallowing in all these negative feelings, that's not productive. It's not helping anyone, especially not myself. So, you know, I know it's hard. I know. But just try to stay positive. Try to focus on what you can work on, what you can change. And hopefully we will all come out of this as slightly better people. (music) 